Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Ebert. It's great to be with you. We've got uh, going to wrap it up today in terms of the Premier League and the Champions League. The Champions League final over. If you followed my predictions and bet on my recommendations, you will be a very happy person today. As Chelsea lift the cup with the big ears for the second time in uh, recent memory, uh, great great day for Chelsea, a rotten day for Manchester City. Let's talk about the Champions League final. Let's also have a little chat about the Premier League. Uh, Not so much what happened and who finished where, when, why and how, Uh, but let's talk about who's coming up. going to be very interesting because we have um, two teams that have recently been in the Premier League and one that has never been there before. So we're going to talk about all of that and loads more. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Um, love to hear from you. That's really what makes the show work the best is when you send me a question, comment, thought, and I can discuss it on the show. Uh, again, Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, uh, and uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We're all coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Sirius XM, uh, the uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, and uh, our podcast is available on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network as soon as it is over. And also, this Memorial Day, like to welcome all of our active duty and reserve men and women in uniform who are serving around the world listening on the American Forces radio network. Uh, it is great to be uh, talking to you guys this Memorial Day here in the United States. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, then again midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, we talk the global game, and there is a lot of global in the game to talk about with the Euros just around the corner, and uh, Copa America being moved. So much to talk about. Let's do it when we come back. In the meantime, once again, Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio, Nick Gieber with you, World Soccer Radio on Sirius XM and Sports Byline. I'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. You know, there are a lot of sports going on right now big sports important sports maybe not the olympics yet maybe they'll be postponed but we do have the hockey playoffs and oh the vegas golden knights absolutely murdered by the colorado avalanche in game one of the second round we have baseball we have basketball playoffs same thing lakers dropping uh to who was it portland right Of course, we have the Euros starting here in less than 12 days. If you like to bet, and I know you do, because I do, 
and I know that I do pretty much what most people do because I'm not that special, clever, different. There's no better place for you to uh, wager a buck or two than uh, with my good friends at betonline.ag. Look, they are your online sports book experts. They have every sport you could want to wager on, every way, shape, or form, including not just sport, but they got reality TV shows and politics, and it's so much fun. They're safe and secure. I never had an issue with betonline.ag. Great people, too, if you have any a reason you want to contact them, they're there for you. I recommend them highly. BetOnline.ag. If you head over there right now, they will give you a 50% bonus on your first sign-up. Head over right now on your uh, desktop or on your mobile device to BetOnline.ag. Sign up now. Get 50% on your first bonus. Uh, tell them that Nick at World Soccer Radio sent you. And uh, remember, if you are going to bet on sports, please do so responsibly. Make it part of your entertainment and not your lifestyle. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it even that much more. All right, so um, we're going to get to the Champions League final in the next segment because it was um, not a surprise for me. Uh, it was certainly a surprise for the odds makers and people that like to bet the favorites. Chelsea winning, they were at like, I think, I want to say plus 280 or 320 to win in regulation, which is what I told you they were going to do if you listen to the show on Friday in my Champions League preview. I'm going to get to it next segment. I don't want to ruin it now, uh, but I do want to uh, be a little self-congratulatory and smug uh, because I got it right, as I have actually quite a lot of times here towards the end of the season. So, um, what I do want to talk to you about, though, is some ongoing litigation happening in the world of football. Uh, the European Super League have referred UEFA to the international courts saying that they are stymieing and stifling competition that the intended that the threats that the domestic leagues and UEFA made to the teams that were threatening to break into the European Soccer League were counter- uh, competitive and therefore against the law. We're going to see what happens. I think it likely, and I'm not an expert and not a legal expert, and if you're interested, I can get Bob Caldwell on here to talk about it. But I am of the opinion that it's going to be, we're going to find out that it has to do with more with their domestic team charters and violating contracts that they agreed to and have adhered to for many, many years. The big question facing European club football, though, is what is next and what is next in terms of UEFA's desire to smack the bottoms of those teams that left. Now, you may remember all of the English big, quote, unquote, big six teams that were part of the European Super League have admitted their faults. They've said their Hail Marys and uh, they are have moved on with uh, nary a thought, uh, forethought to their uh, bad behavior. However, that's not the case with all the teams. Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus are currently out in the cold. They have refused to apologize. They refuse to step back. And uh, they are trying to use their collective quote-unquote might. Although these days, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus are far from mighty. These are three clubs that are struggling under mountains of debt and middling results on the pitch. Um, they would like to try to haggle and horse trade with UEFA. UEFA actually is having none of it. 
John Laporta from Barcelona. said that the club wasn't a state and that they are a billion euros in debt and he says quote we can't just pick up the phone and say send us money we did a lot of things wrong bad decisions i'm not saying big clubs are not responsible but a lot of people are at fault and certain people are hiding some cards in their hands and have an attitude where they don't think anything will happen the general view amongst all of these clubs is that if they want to continue uh, viability, financial viability, then football needs to generate more revenue for them. And they say that can only come through matches that involve the most popular team. Now, what I say to that is rubbish. What they're saying is, why are we playing teams like Ludogratz, Bate Borisov, Cluj in the Champions League? No one cares about those teams. That's what they're saying. Now, a side of me will agree. A side of me will say, yeah, I don't really care about Bate Borisov and, Cl and Cluj and Ludogratz. But if football is going to be a big tent... And if the Champions League and the Europa League and the Europa League Conference, I think it's called now, is going to incorporate all the teams in the Confederation from a club perspective, then you, 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 know, you don't get to pick your neighbors. This is like your neighbor in your area looking at your house and saying, oh, it's smaller than mine. I'm going to build a wall around mine with a, f a fortress wall and guard towers 200 feet tall and searchlights that are going to shine into your area, and I'm going to go on living, having my party with other people that have big walled-off gated houses, and that's the way it is. Uh, you know, the fact that Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus have been mismanaged financially and have had, uh, let's just say, unfair advantage over their uh, opponents, whether small or medium size or even other big clubs, because of, in the case of uh, Real Madrid... Uh, tax incentives, and, and to a degree Barcelona, that other clubs don't get. That's their problem. No one said to Leeds United, you're too big to fail. This is what the question is, guys. Are these European clubs too big to fail? And is it the responsibility... of the other big clubs to ensure that their other big clubs don't fail at the expense of former clubs, smaller clubs. I don't, I don't believe it is. Football is cyclical. If, if, if Rangers can go down to the nether regions of Scottish football and work their way up, if that's what Barcelona have to do, if that's what Real Madrid have to do, so be it. Why should they have any sort of a special dispensation that, say, Atletico Madrid don't have? Why should PSG have any special dispensation that Lille don't have? You can't hide behind your brand when you have mismanaged yourself financially and are not achieving success 
on the pitch. That's what the argument is. It doesn't hold water. It's really is a complete breakaway and is a disaster. Bringing the American system to European football will be a disaster to the football pyramid, top to bottom. There's no questions about it. I'm happy that the English Big Six listen to the fans. However, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, are they too big to fail? Let's pick that discussion up on the other side. This is World Soccer Radio. Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber. Great to be with you. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for you early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. We are presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And we've got a lot to get to this segment because I'm going to continue and pick up from the last segment where we were talking a little bit about the European Super League. This is in the wake of the Champions League final, which saw Manchester City defeated by Chelsea Football Club, a result that I predicted. And I'm going to talk about that later on in this segment. But I want to get to continue the discussion about the European Super League. And so much of what is happening right now in the business of football, as opposed to the game of football, is... The status quo being the goal of most of the big clubs. And by that I mean Barcelona and Madrid feel that they should win every year, be in the Champions League every year, that they uh, year in and year out, that the big TV rights money should come their way every year, regardless of their performance on the pitch regardless of how badly or well the club is managed. In the case of Barcelona and Madrid, we know they have not been managed well financially. And that they should be able to count on this revenue stream based on the size of their brand, regardless of the actions they take. So they want consequence-free business life. And there's no business in the world that I'm aware of that has that. Unless, of course, you're, talk, you're talking about teams in, for example, Major League Soccer or the NHL or the NFL or the NBA to a degree. Although, having said that, I mean, you know, if a team is being financially mismanaged in one of these leagues, and, and I think there's no better example for, uh, to give you than the LA Clippers under Donald Sterling. If you remember, the league stripped him of his ownership. Think about that for a second. An NBA team with an enormous valuation in a big, the second biggest market in the country. The owner was stripped of his ownership for a number of reasons. The stated reason was, uh, you know, uh, sort of this racist actions and the old school guy racially insensitive and all the rest all of which is true by the way 
But the real reason was that the financial mismanagement, the divorce the, uh, that he was going through, the nastiness that that divorce was going to um, bring to the forefront, and the fact that you had a NBA team in a massive media market like Los Angeles that was being that essentially had no ambition. And to the credit, by the way, to the credit of the NBA, they stripped Donald Sterling of his ownership. So this is we're not here to talk about basketball. So think about this for a minute. If you're going to have a European Super League, are you going to have that same sort of oversight in the European Super League? And I can guarantee you, no one is stripping anybody of any ownership of any international football clubs. There's not a chance. So they mismanage themselves down the drain. Then they have seasons that are entirely forgettable, and let's remember, neither Real Madrid nor Barcelona won La Liga this year. PSG did not win in France. Juventus did not win Serie A. Inter Milan did. In fact, Juventus finished fourth. Think about that for a minute. Into Milan, AC Milan, Atalanta and Juve. The days of the Milan teams. The post. Maybe we're going to bring back the good old days of the Polasconi era in Italy and put the Milan teams on top. But hey, you know, done through sporting merit. So there's no amount of mismanagement off the field. It will eventually come to find you on the field. And again, we can look at England. Should Leeds United have been a staple? Should the Premier League have just said, oh, you know what, ah, sorry, Leeds United got relegated. We're going to keep him in the Premier League. Very, quote, unquote, big name club. And the Scottish Premier League. You know, the Scots are a fearless group of people. They, they, they truly are. I, 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 they're, they're great, too. I mean, the Scots are uh, very entertaining, but a fearless group of people. They took one of the two biggest clubs in Scottish football history and because of financial mismanagement threw them all the way to the very bottom rung of Scottish football where they had to work their way back over a number of years to the point that they are now back on the top of the heap with Steven Gerrard at the helm and they just can't be beat domestically. I mean, Celtic are, have been pushed aside. That's great stuff. That's honesty. That's keeping to the rules. But I want to go back to the honesty portion of it. If you know many Scottish people, you will know that they are a very upfront group of people. They're not notorious to be the world's biggest BS artists. What happened in Scotland is an example of the absolute what you see is what you get. And that's the way global football should be. And I'm sorry that Real Madrid and Barcelona feel that they're you know, having trouble and that they need the foundation of a European Super League to cover up their mismanagement. But that's just the way it is. And again today, or yesterday, Zidane. I mean, listen, 
Zinedine Zidane is a club legend. In fact, I have in my closet a Real Madrid shirt signed by Zinedine Zidane himself from, I don't know, 20 years ago. And it's one of my favorite pieces of memorabilia I have. Who could forget the headbutt? But Zidane quitting Madrid because they didn't support him and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. And it's just, ah, shut up. If you quit, you quit. Pick up, take, pick up. Don't throw your toys out of the pram on the way out. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So that's what this discussion is about. That's why when John Laporta talks about, Juan Laporta talks about, you know, we're not a state. You can't just pick up the phone and say, send us money. Of course not, you numbskull. You run a business. You have to run it well. You can't mismanage your way through. And when you make bad judgment calls on the pitch or who you sign or how much you pay them, and it doesn't pan out for you, there's no safety net. There's no such thing as too big to fail in global football. Chelsea Football Club were within five minutes of bankruptcy under Ken Bates. Literally five minutes. It was only the acquisition of the club by Roman Abramovich who bought them that saved the club. By the way, Ken Bates bought Chelsea Football Club prior to that for one pound. Of course, he had to assume all of the debt that the club had accumulated up to that point as well. There's no... Uh, uh, but what would have happened if Ken Bates didn't have to worry about how bad of a business decision Chelsea Village was and how much money he lost. He knew that no matter what happened on the pitch, no matter what happened, Chelsea would be there year in and year out and there was going to be a safety net for him that would excuse all of these bad decisions. We'd be looking at a very, very different outcome today. Which is why I'm not in favor of some of these quote-unquote quote unquote, financial fair play rules. If you wanted to do financial fair play, it should have been a rule that was instituted from the get-go. Otherwise, what happens? You've got six or seven clubs that have had rich oligarch owners that have come in or rich Middle Eastern owners that have come in and plowed enormous amounts of money into the club. And then they shut the barn door behind them. No one else can do this. Well, isn't that also kind of a Super League mentality? Of course it is. So I'm fine with things the way they are. If uh, Real Madrid are going to fail, let them fail. Let their value plummet and then let someone come in and buy them. Same thing with Barcelona. just the way it is crap happens people mismanage they're not banks 
And again, there's a whole range of school thought that says there's no such thing as a bank that's too big to fail. So if a bank can't be too big to fail, why would a football team be too big to fail? European Super League, disaster of an idea. Hopefully, never see it. And in fact, as I mentioned earlier, we have examples of closed American leagues, which have also become disastrous and have had to take radical steps, such as... Donald Sterling being stripped of ownership of the Clippers. All right, I'm going to go to break. I'll be right back. Next segment coming up. Let's talk Champions League final. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Also, if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, tune in, the award-winning Sirius XM app. I welcome you to the show. If you miss any part of the show and you're kicking yourself, I didn't miss the brilliance that Nick had to say in the first segment. Oh, I love the open and I missed it. You're just berating yourself. Calm down, calm down, relax. You can download the podcast. And our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. It's there for you 24-7. You get to hear my dulcet tones downloaded to your favorite device, and you can listen to me at your convenience, whether it's on the loo, in the pub, in the car, on the way somewhere, or at the gym, or whatever you're doing. Uh, just if you're on the loo, make sure you cover the device up so I don't, I don't get to, to see, okay? By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces this Memorial Day, great to be chatting with you guys. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, that is on Sports Overnight America. We are presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And rest assured, folks, we'll be going down the entire preview for the Euros and uh, taking a look at some of those sweet odds available to you at betonline.ag, and I'll be giving you some picks. Now, if you remember, on Friday, uh, the day before the Champions League final, I told you to go counter to the bookmakers' picks and to choose Chelsea Football Club for the win in regulation, and you may not be surprised if you did that. You would have been paid plus 320. That's exactly what happened. Chelsea won the game in regulation, Thomas Stuckel capping off a really weird, I mean, a really weird season of success for Thomas Tuchel. Uh, the third of the very uh, well-admired uh, Germanic managers in the Premier League. And uh, we, we are going to have, and do have, actually, uh, quite a few of them. So we're going to talk about that too. By the way, Brentford, um, the 50th club promoted to the Premier League. We're going to talk about that um, in a minute. But why did I tell you... Why did I tell you to take Chelsea as opposed to the absolute massive favorites of Manchester City? And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because I believe... And if you listen to this show and you follow my picks... Um, you will know that one of the things I generally don't talk about in this on this show are like the nitty-gritty of football tactics on game day. If you want that, there are a ton of outstanding shows 
both at our podcast network and at SiriusXM that cover in detail Counterattack and a bunch of other shows that really, really good shows, professional players as analysts and, and hosts, and they really dive into the sort of nitty-gritty of false nines or playing with no strikers or three in the back. Or I don't really talk about that. This is more of a fan show to a degree, but, but even more than that, this is my show. And after doing football for 20 years, literally 20 years, actually, um, I have, uh, I'm entitled to be a selfish bastard and give you the show exactly how I want to. But we were talking about German managers. Thomas Tuchel, Jurgen Klopp, obviously. Daniel Farker coming back. Yeah, great manager, by the way. German manager coming back uh, with Norwich City. And, uh, you know, Ralph Hasenhutl, although he's not German, he's Austrian, speaking of the same language, but, but definitely not German. But look, Tuchel came in for Frank Lampard. Tuchel is known as a preparation expert. This is a man who is tactically savvy as heck, who prides himself on his training, on his match day preparation, on his squad selection, uh, not just as a game day manager or as a, uh, uh, as a uh, manager who is able to bond and relate to his young players. He has those skills too. But he is really a uh, nuts and bolts, leave no stern untouched, detail, crawls through every detail. That's Tuchel. He didn't have that opportunity when he arrived at Chelsea. He was literally thrown in the deep end once Frank Lampard was out. He didn't get to choose his squad. He didn't get to choose where they were in the table. He didn't get... He, he, he was the uh, really unfortunate recipient of a compressed schedule and match after match after match after match. And yet somehow, somehow, he managed to drag this club to a fourth in the table spot and winning the Champions League for the second time in the history. By the way, I, I was just reading, Tuchel hadn't even met owner Roman Abramovich until the day that they won the Champions League final. That, to me, tells you an awful lot. By the way, we cannot give enough credit to Marina Graniskovaya, who is the lady that runs the club for Roman Abramovich on a day-to-day -day basis. Her and Bruce Buck, their attorney, are... Uh, really have done an outstanding job. And, and they were criticized roundly for getting rid of Lampard. People felt that they got rid of him too early. But if you, if you followed Chelsea, you, you'll know Roman is ruthless. And Tuchel 
who was fired by PSG on Christmas Eve of all times to fire somebody, picked up the mantle, took the job, uh, and I personally cannot be happier for the club who clearly felt to be not only the underdogs, but felt that they had something to prove. So let me look back to what I was saying earlier in the segment. I don't go through on the pitch tactics in detail because I don't actually believe nine times out of ten that results are predicated uh, by the, the games are won by superior on the team on the on the day tactics. Occasionally, yes, they are more often lost by poor on the field tactics. But like all things, sport is a game of emotion. And momentum. And pressure. And physical strength. I believe if you're looking at a pie, and you know I like to do the blame pie, but let's not do the blame pie. Let's do the success pie. I would give 65% of the success pie to mental toughness. Assuming, just assuming, by the way, that you have a squad that has the basic capacities to compete at the highest level. How can you explain Leicester City winning the Premier League? How can you explain Leicester City season this season? How can you explain Chelsea winning the Champions League against a team that on paper is much better with a uh, manager who is uh, one of the great legendary managers currently operating that hasn't retired? Klopp, Guardiola. I mean, you know, these are two of the biggest names in management. Mental strength, mental toughness. Remember as Newcastle uh, some of these games towards the latter part of the season, particularly with teams like Sheffield United, who were already relegated, and they were going to be playing teams in the top four or in the top five or in the top seven that were fighting for Champions League spots. And I said, you know what, I like Sheffield United for this game. And they went on to win. The reason for that is simple. Pressure. How do those players and those teams handle the emotional stress and pressure of game day? Chelsea Football Club is stacked top to bottom with young players. If you've ever been around a lot of young people in their early 20s, late teens, they are invincible, they will never die, they can take on the world, nothing will ever beat them. That's not meaning to say they win it every time. But what that is meaning to say is that they are less likely to succumb to the pressures of the day as a team like Manchester City, who's won everything year in and year out over the last few years, who is undoubtedly one of the most talented team in football, a team who the odds makers picked are favorites. As a result, a team on whose shoulders are carried the incredible pressure of finally winning the Champions League for the first time. The last time that team had won any European glory was 1970 when they won the Cup Winners' Cup. 
So who handled the pressure? Which team less which team cracked first? Well, Manchester City couldn't handle it. And as J as Jamie Carragher said, if you watched the CBS broadcast, the best team won on the day, and I couldn't agree with him more. Manchester City were second best to Chelsea. There's no doubt about it in my mind. A team that they finished 19 points above in the league. Something could be said similar to Manchester United losing the final. I, I, I think that's a little bit different of a situation. I'm not going to put that down to mental weakness. There's so much to talk about here, so much to unpack in what happened over the weekend. Unfortunately, I'm just about out of time. But I'd love to hear from you on Twitter. What do you think? Send me a tweet, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'd love to know your take on this. What's your opinion? I mean, how else can you explain it? And by the way, I want to just give a quick shout out. I thought Christian Pulisic was superb for the time that he played. We have a real superstar in the beckoning here in the United States, and for that we should be thankful. Although it's going to take more than just Christian Pulisic to make the U.S. national team program anything other than uh, second rate. All right, I'm with you every day, Monday through Friday, every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. We are presented to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And as I mentioned to you earlier, uh, probably on Wednesday, we're going to really dive into our uh, preview of uh, the Euros, uh, which are coming up uh, starting on the 11th of June. I'm going to go to break. I'll be right back to wrap it up after this. We're presented by betonline.ag. This is World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Just a couple of minutes left in the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Love to hear from you. Twitter me, twatter me, reach out and flatter me. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber. N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. Um, Euros are coming. The Euros are coming. Wait, wasn't that a different type of thing? What was that guy's name? Who rode up and down the British are coming. Anyway, never mind. The Euros are coming. Yes, they are indeed. I'm so excited. And, you know, a lot of times we have these tournaments and... The group stages are a bit of a snooze fest, right? Because, you know, you get a really strong team and you get some really weak ones. Well, we see this a fair amount in the Champions League, right? Group F of the Euros. France, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary. Poor old Hungary to be in a group with France, Germany, and Portugal. What a group that is. If that doesn't quicken your pulse, you are dead. Group E, by the way, Poland, Spain, Sweden, Slovakia. Group D, also no slouch, Croatia, Czech Republic, England, and Scotland. We get to see some home internationals. Great stuff there. 
Group C, Austria, Netherlands, North Macedonia, Ukraine. Maybe not as exciting. How about Group B? Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. That's awesome stuff. And Group A, Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Another group, no slouch. Euros, folks, just around the corner. Stick with me here on World Soccer Radio. We're going to dive into it in detail. And, of course, I will give you my patented betting picks, courtesy of betonline.ag, your online sports book. Experts, hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day. I'll be back with you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, Once again, don't forget to head over to our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Subscribe to the podcast. It'll be downloaded to all of your devices, and you can listen to this show at your convenience. That's the way it should be. I'd like to thank all my friends and colleagues at uh, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Scott Cutty, Dom, Darren Peck, of course, all the great guys at uh, Sirius XM. Always great to have you guys with me on this journey that we call football. All right, till then, cheers. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.